0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Again, this is Sue Rose Minahan, and tonight is Top Cosmos on April 4th, and we repeat on the 9th. That's a Thursday morning, and that'll be at 6 a.m. And this is the Aries Cosmic Collaboration Night, and we are in that archetype of Aries, at time of initiation, the spark that has separated from the womb of completion to find our identity. And the subject tonight is Chiron. Chiron happens to be transiting the sign of Aries for a couple of years. It started, oh, about two years ago, and it will continue through about, well, maybe it wasn't two, it was one, but at any rate to 2027. It's a long uh, transit because it's a very elliptical orbit. It goes through Pisces and Aries for eight years, whereas the others kind of zips through. So it's at the far end now, and it's going very, quite a long process. The United States of America happens to have our chiron in Aries. It's at 20 degrees. So it'll be a while. At present, it's five degrees Aries. It only goes, well, think about it, eight years, it has to go through 30 degrees and it goes forwards and backwards. And so it's at the beginning stage of it chiron is quite an archetype of itself it is a mythology a centaur now a centaur is half horse half man what do they represent and i might say well i was going to say it is a man (laughs) because um it it's actually that man part represents humanity and the horse represents nature the wild the the raw, the pure, the unadulterated nature, those forces, which we do not control. And we must at some point surrender to that factor. There seems to be a little wind happening. I think we're having factors of our own here. But at any rate, there is quite a story with Chiron and Essentially, and we will discuss that today, but the challenge, because he had three archetypes, he was the wounded healer, because essentially until he was wounded, he was the master healer of medicines and intuitive medicines of plants. And then he became, as we will describe in the story, the wounded healer. But in that process, he isn't just staying in that position. It is also the shaman and it is also the alchemizer, that which transmutes and the essential challenge to Chiron in any sign in any house. And this is also for the United States of America, which all of us here across the whole globe are experiencing at some dimension because it is this energy that Chiron is transiting in Aries. The challenge to see our pain to realize how our story of pain, that's private, personal, hey, it's my story, which people have in any dimension, how it connects to the wider population story, because it's through offering that wisdom and teachings of methods that transmutes and fuels that pain for a larger, broader purpose. So it's really essential energy. We'll go into that story. He is a demigod. Had this mix of heritage between a god and a non-god, you know, mortal. And the only way to relieve his his injuries that, that he was unable to heal, such as he had healed everybody or anybody and taught the gods and that, was through an eventual death. In other words, there's a closing of a cycle. It's like a real regeneration. And I think that essentially in any dimension is the importance of Chiron is rejuvenation. Because rejuvenation liberates the soul into possibilities and potentialities of a rebirth from one seed sprouting, falling to the next seed. So with that, it's now time for the Aries Cosmic Collaboration Panel.
1: Investigating the deeper questions of this month's archetype and integrating spirit and matter for Unified Wholeness, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel.
0: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature.
2: I'm Shannon Hayes, a certified evolutionary astrologer and consultant, including Mayan in astrology. I'm a stargazer, and I work with animal spirit cards. I own a hair salon, and I'm a nature lover, animal activist, and photographer.
1: And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms.
0: And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you You are are the entire entire ocean in in a drop. drop. I love that music and I love this topic you know it's most extraordinary and we will be well I was thinking of this energy and we often we always actually begin the subject with each one of us highlighting some energy that we feel needs to be represented because it's hard to say the whole picture but we just give a little capsule and I'll start off mine would be identity it is with Aries essential that one has autonomy and their identity. And when in Chiron, the fact is it's that finding that identity, who am I, is, is really potent as we are now experiencing, especially through this coronavirus, but we'll go on. So Amanda, what would you say yours would be? Oh,
1: hi everyone. I would say that courage Healing through courageous action. I think the Chiron and Aries transit is ripe for that, for us to step forward in new ways.
0: And Shannon, how was your take on it?
2: Well, hello there, everyone. Well, I guess I would say my take on Chiron has a lot to do with um, the wounded healer sort of aspects of Chiron. And that would be like, being able to to do the um, the self work in order to heal some of like the old wounds that we come in with at birth, because we all have we all have like karma that we carry, and a lot of times the so certain traumas and certain actions from other lifetimes are a big imprint on. Who we are, who, what our identity, how we see ourselves, right? Our 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 identity, which has a lot to do with Chiron and Aries. So
0: um, yeah, so that's kind of. Oh, thank you. That each one of these, as I see a thread, it takes a, a really big part of the picture, because as we're all experiencing on a global issue, the coronavirus, and our current pain is so identified with this energy in the sense that our existence, the autonomy, the identities that we had are curtailed, that we're being uh, eliminated from our social context, and it throws it back to our private time, even if we're with a family or not, but still functioning, as to say, well, really, truly, what is myself what is what is the purpose of what i'm doing with anything the identity and i will say to the audience you know the three of us were so lovingly at the studio and of course we love the studio but we are in our homes so we might be like everybody else we're in that picture book so one of you amanda or
2: (laughs) Lead on. <laughs> I know, it's I know it's so interesting because we can't see each other to like kind of feed off of each yeah. other. Yeah. And and it's like I guess it's like, you know, having to be kind of conscious of not trying to talk over the other person, you know, giving giving space, giving six feet apart, I guess, you know, <laughs>
0: without <laughs> really seeing each other. The separation but, of six feet, right. is that uh, separation exactly. of six details. But I think, I, I thought if I need you. Six degrees, j- actually, six degrees of separation. <laughs> exactly, no, I was taking a little parody on it, but you're right. But it's intuitive. I did think that since at this time, uh, the, the ruler, which is Mars, is in Aquarius. It's a very intuitive sign. So I think if we trust our gut and leap forward like the syntops, we will connect. And if there's a little crash, like an atom splitting, well, that's okay. We'll deal with that too.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's really interesting that, that Mars, the ruler is in Aquarius because both Aquarius and Aries are freedom loving signs. And here we are cooped up. Everyone's, (laughs) you know, sheltering at home for the, the, the higher good. And that can, you know, bring up the wounding that, that, that um desire to be free and to not have to be held back is uh is part of chiron and aries
2: oh yeah absolutely i totally agree you know it's like well and the whole like mars and and aquarius thing too also has you know i mean it's conjunct saturn so it's almost like you know, the Mars, but it's like, at, what, like three degrees now. So it's kind of slowly moving away from Saturn, but it's like, it's still in the, in the like kind of Aquarian Saturnian version of Aquarius. Like it still has enough of that Saturnian influence, you know? So it's like, it's like the Mars is kind of like in between like Saturn and Uranus in a way,
0: you know, it can't. Like Chiron would be, isn't it? Cause that's. Right. In Chiron, uh, that's
2: yeah, that's exactly where I was going with this. Oh, is sorry. Like, Yeah, is that the the Mars the Mars in Aquarius kind of saddled between Saturn and Uranus is real similar to like, you know, the um, the Chiron in uh, Aries. It's like you know because Chiron in Aries really can't sort of be free either. You know, it it it, it can be instinctual and it can be impulsive, and it can be aggressive, but it's like, there's also that pain of like, you know, the pain of the wounding due to the lack of real true understanding of what it's all about,
0: you know? True, and actually, where I was thinking you were going, trying to work with my, too much intuitiveness here maybe, is remembering that the orbit of Chiron is like a bridge between The outer limits, which Saturn represents, and the unknown, breaking the barriers of Uranus. So it is very potent, that word I seem to love more and more, potent that it is in Aquarius. It's bridging between the two. But, you know, this business of our freedom, it would be if what I'm thinking is that, well, let's see. We wanted to talk about Chiron's um, mythology, and we will in a minute. Yeah. That's what's interrupting my brain at the moment, because I will finish this thought that I was going to present, and that is, is that it's the authentic. I could tell Authentic. Oh, no, we're getting a bad rub off here. Yes, authentic. We're all wanting... It's how to be authentic. With our yes, thank you, Shannon. Um, the autisticity authenticity. Yes, <laughs> I think Amanda. It,
1: it is a lot about that, and I just wanted to touch in um, before we move on to the mythology. Back to the Saturn and Uranus part. One thing that's interesting about Chiron is that it doesn't have a regular orbit. If you look at all of the the planets um, going from the sun outwards, all the inner planets, all of the planets up to Saturn, right before we hit Chiron, none of their orbits cross each other, but Chiron's orbit crosses the orbit of both Saturn and Uranus. So it allows us to touch in to those experiences. And, and that's part of the bridging,
0: right? And the beautiful thing that ties it right back in telling our story, thats very confining. It seems to be limiting our life like Saturn, which is a boundary and a structure because everything has its good and bad. Never people that are listening ever think that I'm trying to say, oh, it's terrible, that it's confined. But confined has its purpose of protection and it also can be very limiting as we also are experiencing. But the point is, is it changes that person, that story of how it, Extends to our structure to suddenly the network the the greater community that that Iranis represents. So isn't this really an incredible uh, common experience that we're having, all of us, in home arrest? You might say.
2: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And the fact that, like you're saying, Mars being in Aquarius on top of it has a whole lot to do with like, you know, humankind in general and the human experience, you know, and I mean, what we're experiencing is global, you know, it's, it's a global, it's a global um, pandemic, you know, and, and that um, Mars is in Aquarius, Aquarius is air, Mars is fire. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, like all these different synchronicities it's very interesting
1: and it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how the Chiron and Aries transit plays out because we're all going to be collectively feeling this and we're in, maybe for the first time, or at least in the modern world, we're collectively going through the same expression or the same version of Chiron and Aries.
0: Right. It's yep. It's extraordinary. Absolutely. It's totally extraordinary. You know, I think looking through the whole picture of it as one word because then after this if it's okay we'll go to the chironic story of this mythology but it it's that oh gosh i just lost my whole train here um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> gosh, oh okay yeah but it's eight years and it's a rejuvenation it's the possibility that we can really reframe when you think of it that saturn reframe in a new way that's a you know and as we bridge all these paths because okay we're in a, a rock, right now mars it's it's ruler and it's, it'll always be mars that's turning our direction to in some sense because it's an aries of our identity what is our identity today uh, and what constitutes that you know is it our social connections is it or just our job because a lot of times too we've taken what's authentic we think we're living an authentic life if after the job we don't like which can be true with men i personally have experienced through a great portion of my life not everybody does but i can certainly identify with those that have and then do my little favorite activity later when i live in my heart and then at other times when if I tried to do what was authentic to me, it didn't really seem to register too much with mainstream society, whatever it was. And it was like, oh gosh, okay, I got to go back now and, and, and restart. So we'll get different direction with Mars because right now it is in Aquarius and it's right next to Saturn, as we've mentioned. But like Amanda, you were mentioning earlier that it was brought up in a you had heard, which we know, is it'll be in Pisces. And then come July, just a couple days before, all the way through the rest of the year into the first week of January, it'll be in its own sign of Aries. So, of course, our other talks will bring attention to this. But we have that some pattern of its shifting direction as far as an influencing planet on this Chiron and Aries. the next eight you know until 2027
1: yeah and what's what's really interesting about the mars transits is that mars isn't very comfortable in pisces it's not its favorite sign because mars wants to go 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 and pisces is it's like trying to run through water (laughs) and so it'll be interesting to see will we will we still be sheltering at home when when that comes about or will this be is there going to be more potential for us to kind of step into um a, a spiritual side of ourselves to kind of help us cope with how things are going maybe a meditation practice those would be good things to do under a mars and pisces transit and then and, go ahead. sorry and then when it hits when it, mars goes into aries like that's its sign that and everybody's like yeah let's go and forward movement but then aries goes or then mars goes retrograde So it's just going to be really fascinating to watch how this all unfolds.
0: And each one has a deliberate uh, phase. If we think of this in terms of phases as a collective, and I'm speaking to the audience here, to all of us collectively, I think it will help make us realize just like a child has its phases. I mean, if you've ever parented or been around little people, You realize that their troubles today and three months are different or else their argument today is forgotten the next day and and you move along, but it's a growth process. It's kind of a developmental step and that's how it operates too because I was meditating a couple of days ago and when you said Pisces about water, I thought, oh, hey, that makes more sense. Because I had some guides that were working with me and they said, let's go swimming. And I said, okay. So I'm jumping in the water and I'm down in the water. And I'm thinking, well, I don't have any air. Oh, okay, I'll be a mermaid. Well, here we are, you know. <laughs> it was like, we're, there's ways to navigate water, but it's not that linear path. And that's, I believe, what we're all needing to shed is the unity of who we really are. It's not just the intellect that we compile put in the compartment or our spirit for that particular practice but it's using it as best we can in our totality the body that language the feelings the heart the mind it's thought and the spirit that spark of connecting to this source whether we call it divine consciousness or whether we call it the the this um um You could even just call it the universe. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Sue, we had talked about earlier this article that I had read. Sure. Let's. And yeah. So there's this quote from the article. And the article is called The Virus is a Reminder of Something Long Lost lost long ago and was in the
0: atlantic out. tell them that okay
1: yeah and i'm just going to read a passage from it because it's very um it's just tapping right into the chiron and aries place do you
0: have a date of it first i'll just ask you so if people want to find it they can it was just a few days ago or was it last week in april, the atlantic april 1st and it's by
1: alan lightman okay
0: yeah. it. thank you
1: so here it goes but there is something more to be regained, something more subtle, more delicate, almost impossible even to name. That is the restoration of our inner selves. By inner self, I mean the part of me that imagines, that dreams, that explores, that is constantly questioning who I am and what is important to me. My inner self is my true freedom. My inner self roots me to me into the ground beneath me. The sunlight and soil that nourish my inner self are solitude and personal reflection. When I listen to my inner self, I hear the breathing of my spirit. Those breaths are so tiny and delicate. I need stillness to hear them. I need slowness to hear them. I need vast silent spaces in my mind. I need privacy. Without the breathing and the voice of my inner self, I'm a prisoner of the frenzied world around me. I'm a prisoner of my job, my money, the clothes in my closet. What am I? I need slowness and quiet to ponder that question. So this is, this is, and I, I guess I probably could have set it up a little better, but um, this is about the experience of kind of sheltering at home and not having that that standard that we're used to of going to work and doing our thing and having the space to really tune into who we are. Identity. And that, that's very healing. That's a very Chiron and Aries type of healing. So I just found it really fascinating that this is, this, this person, you know, really tapped into it this week.
0: Exactly. And Shannon, let's dovetail that. And then we'll, because both of this will take us right to the half hour break. You're, please tell us about Chiron, which I know too, I might jump in afterwards, but it is a story that's dear to your heart his mythology
2: yeah i mean there's like a couple different stories but i mean the one that seems like it kind of most um most um re- referred to the story most referred to would be that um when chiron was born he was conceived um He was conceived by a Philyra and uh, Kronos, who actually Kronos is Saturn. And Philyra actually was one of his mistresses, Kronos' mistresses. And they basically, Chiron, I mean, uh, Kronos kept devouring all his children from his wife Rhea, right? And he discovered Philyra basically while he was, trying to find and devour his son Zeus. So what happened was he sees Philyra and he immediately starts chasing her and she wants to get away from him. So she turns herself into a horse and he turns himself into a a horse and he mates with her. And Chiron was the son of that mating. Philyra was so disgusted by the fact that she gave birth to this half-human, half-horse because Chiron was half-half human. The upper torso was human. The bottom half of him was um, was a horse. He was centaur, and she was so disgusted that she begged the gods to turn her into a linden tree. So. And and Chiron never realized that Cronos Saturn was his father. So. The basic wound, Chiron's first wound, was that he was neglected as a child, and he was later taken on by Apollo, who actually was the one who. You're right, Apollo, the sun god, right? Actually, took um, took Chiron in and helped train him and teach him, and discovered that Chiron was actually a great healer. So, he was his first main teacher. So Chiron's first wound was that of being abandoned, and then later he was accidentally shot in the leg by an arrow that was poisoned when when he was in the midst of a drunken ruckus with the other centaurs, and Hercules wanted to quell that ruckus, so he pulled his bow, and his uh, arrow was actually tainted with poison, and it struck Chiron in the leg. And since Chiron, Chiron actually was a demi, a demigod, because he wasn't necessarily, he was born from the union of a god and a not and not a goddess, but more like a nymph, right? So he didn't have a god status, but he was a demigod. And he was a great he ended up being a great healer and very well known. And he was the teacher of many other gods, but he also was immortal, so when he was struck by this arrow in in his leg, he suffered greatly, and the only the way pain. he was, yeah, the pain was really great, and what, what happened, how he decided to get rid of his pain, and since, well, since he was a healer, he could heal everyone else, but he couldn't heal himself, well, that that's one of the main things about Chiron, is that he was a great healer for everyone but his own self. And the only way he was able to relieve himself of that pain was by actually begging to die. And by that, he what he did was he was able to release Prometheus, another god, from his chronic pain, so that he released Prometheus so that he himself could die. And then the gods put him put him up into the sky, they cast him up it into the dead. sky, right? So he was yeah, the asterisk and the centaurus. So, I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of like Chiron's story.
0: It is really a, a, a story in depth to realize this archetype, because the very fact that, that he had this identity of a demigod and had a pain that he was unable because of the poison you know hercules being this the representative of of mankind's greatest strength that went through the 12 labors to prove himself and a lot of them were violent things he needed to do and it shows really this this unfortunate the truth of that violence for whatever purpose has tremendous harm on the soul well and and the fact that
2: Hercules was also one of his students on top of it all.
0: Yes, he had invited him to this wedding. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Hercules so he was, was a guest. A
2: so I mean, all his life, it's like the people that one was supposed to feel that they could be supported by sort of abandoned him. So even oh, though he so accidentally shot him in the leg, it was still his friend and student who did it you know so I mean it's like interesting all the different kind of layers of that how it shows
0: up but it it, once again it's so true and again it seems like how to remedy it because he he did service Prometheus who gave who's been uh, penalized for, for giving fire giving life force to mankind that was, yeah, he stole
2: it. Yeah, he stole it from the gods. Yeah. He was playing a trick, and his yeah. liver was
0: <laughs> being taken for out. Me every
2: it's day. Too interesting, is is also considered to be in alignment with Uranus, which is also yes. really interesting. So, there's that connection as well, you know. Sure. I mean, you're because Uranus also can be very unpredictable, and um, you know, it's it it doesn't always strive to the highest good. I mean, sometimes that Uranian energy can be just to like surprise or startle or shake things up, you know?
0: Well, there's purpose to chaos. It does dislodge what doesn't work and the new seeds come, but it's not easy to experience. That's so true. But I did want to get back and then we'll go to our, our, uh, so thank you, Shannon, so much. And I'll just add this and then we'll take a brief break. But the liver that Prometheus, I was looking it up in Louise Hayes book, Love Your Body. And because everything has a physical connotation, and the liver is where there's grief, there's hatred, there's I mean there's great issues. Anger,
2: of- emotion, yeah, it's very emotional. Right. Of
0: and so yeah. the anecdote, it seems like again and again there's these symbolic layers that are saying that that to take to, to love the greater's life that one is rejuvenated through taking your stories of pain that exist it's not that they don't it's not to sugarcoat them and say ah eh, so no they do and there is there is suffering but yet to transform how they function into a gift offering to others because other people through rec- their pain being recognized has healing virtue. So let's continue on this whole basis and we'll come right back. This is Talk Cosmos, April 4th with Aries Cosmic Collaboration. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Hi, this is Eileen Grimes
1: of the Jupiter Rising Show, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in
2: the stars.
1: Alternative Talk 1150, it's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little humor is always good. I love it so much. Okay, so right now, this is April 4th, 2020. And we're doing the Aries Cosmic Collaboration Panel with Amanda Pearson, Shannon Hayes, and myself. And we're talking about Chiron and Aries, which is a tremendous archetype, the wounded healer, who was the master healer, a centaur, who was also a shaman through, that's the archetypal experience that we have, and also for alchemy. And who alchemy it takes two substances and makes a third and for that point of rejuvenation and because it's in Aries and will be for eight years this talk I think somewhat in the United States of America has it natally going back to July 4th 1776 it was at 20 degrees Aries and so Aries is just to review a little basis here for however this wonderful conversation with these two great souls continues exploring and trying to dig down i mean we're not just mentioning things we're trying to unroot stuff but it's rupture you could say and that's what we're experiencing now it's not just the usa but all of us rupture in the case that it, when you break away like like aries does that energy that fire energy it breaks from the womb from the 12th house it's a rupture and the autonomy why because that has some existence that matters is our individualization but here it's ruler in aquarius is saying yeah but it's well the fact is we're all experiencing this rupture from the social network so i guess really maybe focusing a little bit on the usa however it it matters um because it seems like this pain that we're experiencing it is oh we've touched on a little bit and if you've got some other area jump into it but it's like our needs are they really getting matched did what we had before get matched or like the chaos well what will fall away and how can we work on that inner self through that meditative point like mentioning about the silence
1: Well, what I think is interesting about the experience of the collective experience of Chiron and Aries right now is that Aries is, it's the first sign. So it's, it's an initiation into something new and it's a pioneering energy. And with Aries being in Chiron at this time, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, when is it going to go back to normal, back to the way it was? And I don't know that it's going to, you know, this is such like a profound experience that we're all, we're all going through. This is going to shift how things are just going forward. Um, And so with Chiron being in Aries, there, there could be some collective fear about leaving the old way behind and really stepping into something new. And that could be very painful for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, and, and, you know, and it's kind of, people tend to always, they, a lot of people don't really like leaving their comfort zone. And when, you know, like after this whole virus thing, it's like, this really makes you stop and think about, you know, your own personal hygiene, right? Right. <laughs> A lot of people don't think about that. You know, a lot of people don't wash their hands properly. A lot of people like, you know, they stand right behind somebody in line or, you know, everybody's touching everything and you're eating food. Somebody's like touched on or, you know, coughed on or whatever. But I mean, and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if part of this is going to be that once everybody gets the freedom of having these, um, these, um, you know, being confined, once they get released from the being confined, it'll be interesting to see how fast and how many people try to go back to doing everything the same. Absolutely. And I, I whenever I'm looking at Chiron
1: and Aries, I can't help but also think about Uranus and Taurus and how much like Taurus is just doing things the way that is comfortable and Uranus is shaking that out of us. So these two working together, it's going to be really interesting to watch because we are being shaken out of, of our ruts. And I think it's just going to keep continuing. I mean, where yeah. is where is Uranus right now? It's about five degrees.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They're both Aries is if, uh, Chiron's five degrees and Uranus is five degrees and Mars, because going across with a dispository tree. is three degrees, yeah. Yeah, just that. And that's for an educational, for the non-astrologers and for the astrologers, that's a good way of uh, delineating is going, okay, we're talking about Aries right now. That's Mars, that's in Aquarius, three degrees. And yet that's looking at Uranus, which happens to be in wonderful Taurus. Which eventually right. goes to Venus. Well
2: and we're also talking about Mars because it is the planet that uh, uh, Chiron is in Aries right now, and Mars right. rules
0: Aries. Yep, that's the link. Yep, yep, right. yeah.
2: So there's a big link there that it's that's a tying in of like all these different energies.
0: Yeah, synthesization, it's true. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and then again a... on top well, on top of that. Look, uh, because what stands out is habits. And then I am reminded, well, hey, right now we're at the very end of an 18th month until May 6th, where the nodes, the lunar nodes, that energy that we're collectively going northward for to really to balance our our baggage, you might say, collectively is in cancer, which is everything about habits and family and our home.
2: Saturn is also all those planets in Capricorn you know it's like it's all about that it's like and we're leaving the. you know that's uh, water and earth elements we're going into a lot more fire and air elements now so it's a
0: whole change of element as well well that's a good way of looking at it because if we're dealing with our home which is all centered around it in this north node experience our home is getting shook up and it is through all these elements. It's like you say, it's like, am I at home as a mermaid without my goggles in the water? Or am I right. a bird flying yeah. in the sky? You know, I mean, that's something to laugh at, but there is a certain side that you have to be your own trickster here. You can't just and that's what the world is doing. I mean, gee whiz, Venus, when you look at that going on, is in Gemini. Gemini that pump between the two bridges, of again, of spirit and matter that twist things around just like Uranus does.
2: Well, and Chiron also, too, was, you know, the centaur uh, energies kind of psychopomp energy because that was the bridge and, you know, that energy, the horse actually was the psychopomp energy part of Chiron because the horse was also in shamanic in shamanic stories, could bridge, he could bridge between, go between uh above and below energy.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you, Shannon. And it's maverick too, when you were talking. Right. I was thinking, oh, you're so right. Maverick. So here yeah. it is three times. It's like, it's meant to be. And I guess we just have to feel like a, a card deck is shuffling in our brains and our life. And it's like, okay, we've got this card, go with it take that because out of this it's a real matter of trust there is a certain amount of trusting in the universal law there are laws and forces greater than us there's a the message is that spiritual connection of not just being fragmented and it's a tough road but and mm -hmm.
1: trusting your instincts too because Aries is is very instinctual and it's that's one of its strengths and with Chiron and Aries that's a there can be a breaking of that trust
0: boy this yep. is great food for
1: thought yes right yeah. so and lots of and lots of fear with Chiron and Aries because oh, Aries is very brave but oh, yeah. but that Chiron it's going to be wounding around being brave and and having it um having been bit by that potentially in a past life who knows potentially in this life and so really finding that that inner courage to move forward cuz aries is also about survival and you know we're in a <laughs> we're in a situation right now where our where survival is very much in the well, forefront
0: taurus taurus if i may say because in a sense it is it's the, it, both taurus and aries are instinctual that's so true, it's a great uh, reminder, but the Aries is forward, it's just, is a instinctual motion, like fire moving, whereas when it gets to Taurus, it's all about the survival of that life that it's established to live, you know, Aries just needs to stand up and, and act, so it well, does Aries take is, bravery.
1: I think that Aries also is uh, is about survival, because it's very much connected with war and it's connected with violence and so that that connects it to that survival need within
2: mm-hmm. but well I yeah
1: the Taurus is as well
2: yeah no i agree with you because underneath it all with aries too i mean you always have to remember that like aries rules anger and with a, yeah. that that aries energy there is suppressed rage right? yes and mm-hmm. part of that self the self-worth stuff that is usually associated with taurus and the second house energy it also has to do with the survival energy of uh aries right because that's true because there because it can also have you know it's not just energy that you know knows what it's doing and goes for it it can also be energy that doesn't know how to go for it it can be energy that you know, is the knight in shining armor energy that, you know, the energy where it can go out and take care of and help. The and hero.
0: Right? The hero. Uh, yeah, and I think that, of the flame. And, the flame can die if you don't.
2: Well, and at the cost, exactly, at the cost of its own self. Yeah.
0: Well, some of these <laughs> symptoms of the identity wound, because there are methods, and hmm. maybe we after this, we can move into the methods of healing because that's so important it's like 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 a dietician or a diagnosis we've got some of these things but it's like I am nobody I mean I'm reading this from a certain page an overall feeling of emptiness and disconnect because if your autonomy and your sense of val not just value but how you see the world because we're each our own unique thumbprint hasn't a a method of validation in this world maybe our inner soul doesn't feel that maybe yes we're able to put food on the table and some of us may not be able to and some abundantly you know there's always these dimensions of, of 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 that but the point is is how does it connect with your soul your energy and if you don't feel like you're really being seen like i'm not enough or needing to prove itself, or I don't fit in, I don't exist. When you think about our founding, founding fathers and mothers, people, however they were, their story in 76. Of course, they'd been here for a couple of hundred years between the Spanish and the French and the English and all those European countries um, upon the land that the native, that the Indians, you know, lived on for thousands of years, uh, and then bringing over people from Africa and everything that we know that this nation did for its sense of life at that time in the world. But they must have come from a feeling where they didn't, where they were really working to to make it, but yet somehow didn't really, there's a lot of missing parts here that weren't fit in. So, you know, if I keep thinking, and then I'll this is what i'll end with however it spawns with your thought is art is instinctive it's non-verbal so besides sports it would be like artwork of some sort or craft yeah or not necessarily. well craft. yeah
2: but it's also really the you know the being able to understand on a really deep level like where your wounding is before you even start trying to look for solutions you know because there's also, I mean, a lot of a lot of the wound, like you're saying, is around, like, um, around identity and who you are. And if you're always delegating, like, you know, who you are to other people, and you're not really um, either in totally um, in touch with your own needs or desires, you know, or you're always trying to fix someone else. I mean, you know, it's like. Part of that Chiron wound is being able to heal yourself, too, right? Good. good so if, Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it is just learning how to be aware or asking for help when you need it. It's like, you know, it's it's understanding, like, you don't awareness. have to do it all yourself. You, you know, you need the awareness of others. I mean, Chiron can heal others, but he couldn't heal himself, you know, and that's kind of a big part of the whole, the whole thing. And a lot of it is, you know, learning learning to heal yourself, you know? It's like, but you have to go there before you can come up with ideas. You have to be willing, like um, Amanda was saying, like have the courage to to yeah. go there, and really look at those deep issues, right? And, you know, look at the fact that like, you know, you need to take care of, you know, you need to be able to ask for help. It's the polarity, you know, it's the Libra polarity. It's like, others will help you if you let them know that you need it. You don't have to do everything yourself
0: well there's that there's that but what i was going back with shannon and that is that because i love the awareness of self that what you're saying but through all this whole conversation with both you know all all of us are saying because like that article from the atlantic was saying the silence to that we have this benefit to stop
2: stop listening right,
0: Listen. Stop. listen you know? and yeah. and yeah. you know slow down oh, yeah. you go too fast <laughs> the old song went
1: yeah sometimes so we're doing we're healing but we're not like actively looking to heal right. so you know it, we're just going about our day and we're just adapting and i think one of the ways to heal with chiron Aries is to just go yeah. go with the flow and just take it day by day and every that's we're kind of being forced into that in a way but yeah a way to, to kind of be more present Yes,
0: excellent word presence. But going yeah. back to art because I love art. My grandfather was an artist. I do art not as much, not as much as I want and I keep it's so meditative. And I'm not saying that because you do art one has the standards of a museum piece or anything close. It doesn't have to be this. But just that meditative state of taking some shape, some form, some idea can be something you're looking at, could be from a picture, whatever. It could Some people even do numbers, you know, whatever in these books. But I'm just trying to think outside the box a little bit to give some kind of guidance to people outside of their head. You know, it's it's in a different framework, just like music for Pisces will be like huge or poetry, you know, like take the word and don't think linear, think crazy. Yeah, right. Well, I think,
1: um, I think that that's, Will with the Mars going through Pisces coming up, that I think that the art will be a very potent way to heal
0: at that time. Aries is big with art, Aries is huge with art. A lot of artists have strong Aries, it's all non verbal, it's the pictures. It's like, what do we see first? Think back the age of Aries, language started with signs. Hieroglyphs and stuff like that it's how people think they saw the moon they had the shape they do you know like the the bull was you could say like a vulva too you know i mean the the fem there's so many relationships that way of symbols so that's why i'm saying but yes because well Pisces another thing about music. another thing
1: about chiron is that the wound isn't something that's is going to be healed with traditional methods. And when when Chiron was discovered oh. in 1977, that's when a lot of different alternative healing techniques came forward. Right. And Chiron yeah. was discovered in Taurus and that's kind of the felt body experience as well. So healing through the body doing alternative methods to heal can be really helpful. The oh yeah
0: That's so good thank you both well, yeah yeah, yeah
2: because place. yeah that he was a healer with um yeah he was a, like an alternative medicine healer I mean he worked with herbs yeah. and you know yeah. natural remedies well, especially back in that day they didn't have all the like you know they didn't have physicians like we do today so the great
0: reminder because uranus is in taurus and i just realized right? they're both going to be there for about the next yes. seven years so yeah that's in tandem and another
1: another connection between chiron and uranus is venus and mars because venus is the ruler of taurus right of aries and venus and mars are squaring each other three times this year mm. so there's it's it's kind of going there's going to be conflict between what you want mars and what you need venus and it, it's going to be that dance between these two the oh, i can
0: hardly wait for pisces let's dance next week i'll just bring this little moment because it's always a matter of timing here so pardon me but we will continue with the archetype of aries and i believe it's going to be catherine Andron again i have two people and we need to coordinate which is which but i believe it'll be catherine andren and the subject we will determine. But of course, I will be at Talk Cosmos at the same time. And you can all, anybody, please subscribe. That's a very simple way to keep updated. And just go to Talk Cosmos and you can find out about Shannon Hayes there. You can find out about Amanda Pierce and myself. And so we're really thankful to connect with everybody. So tonight is the Aries Collaboration Panel. Cosmic collaboration panel with Shannon Hayes and Amanda Pierce. We're talking about Chiron in Aries. That's a Saturday and in the evening through the radio station as heard on 1150 KKMW. And then, of course, on Thursday morning for any of the news, because sometimes over there in Europe, you know, that's in the afternoon, my uh, Pacific daylight time. So, at any rate, we have a few minutes here to finish this up and we're talking about. Oh, goodness, how to rejuvenate our pain to a fuel and recognize it. I, I just love so much. But we're not finished, I don't think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shannon, and you guys keep talking. We have a couple of minutes, I think. Or do we? Oh, gosh, I guess we're well, we we're just going
1: <laughs> with the flow, taking it minute by minute. We're doing very Chiron and Aries.
0: So. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong clock. Well, thank you Amanda and Shannon hi you too let's say something it's wonderful this is what a great time it's
2: yeah no thank
0: you so much it's been really great yeah and we'll be back in a month folks and just wish our healing take courage <laughs> thank you thank you and thank you David there at the station you all